0: Welcome to CT Church. This message was recorded during our Sunday service. We hope you enjoy this presentation.
1: This is the beginning of our Missions Awareness, Missions Emphasis Month, and CT Church is a missions church. Amen. I tell you, I believe the one thing that's going to keep a church successful is being heavily involved in getting the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. And I believe that is so vitally important. We have very little time left, I think, on uh, uh, on the historical timeline. I think we're right there towards the finish line. And so we don't want to ease up. We want to don't want to put our foot on the brake. We want to keep it on the accelerator, right? And so we're going to have some great speakers this month. Uh, uh, next week, Kenton Moody, an unbelievable uh, uh, speaker. And, and just he's uh, been a missionary, an AG missionary for many, many years. Just everything he has accomplished. It'd take me uh, an all morning just to share that with you. But uh, that's going to be great. Uh, the week after that, one of our great missions pastors in our district and early in our nation, uh, Brother Wayne Clark is going to challenge our heart for missions. And on the final week, I'm going to be sharing uh, once again and kind of wrapping this thing up. And we're going to be making our 2019 monthly missions pledges. And as I say, it's one of the most important Sundays of the year. Because I believe our effort in missions is just so vital to the success of, of our church or any any church for that matter. But this morning we're we're excited to have Johnny and Amy Hauk. They are our Chi-Alpha missionaries here in town at UTSA. And I wanna I just want to say this: of all the mission fields there are around the world, and especially in the United States, this is one of, if not the most important mission fields we have that is our college campuses uh, because these kids are being inundated with uh, doctrine that would just you know make the hair on the back of your neck stand up and we need a Christian godly presence on our campuses and Chi Alpha uh, is doing an incredible job and especially in South Texas I'll give us a little pat on the back and uh, Johnny and Amy, we're just uh, so uh, excited and, and just humbled to be a part of your ministry, and just the difference that they're made. I don't want to share his whole deal. So anyway, I'll just let me just uh, introduce Johnny Hout this morning.
2: Hey there, good morning. I am thrilled to be with you this morning. Twelve years ago. This week, my wife and I moved to San Antonio literally 12 years ago, and, and I stood the very form, Doug was one of the first pastors that I met in the city, uh, and just um, privileged to be in San Antonio for 12 years with you guys. Uh, I've been married for 14 years. I celebrated my 14th uh, wedding anniversary uh, on January 1st. so come on up here. Um, my wife and I have been married for 14 years, and of those 14 years, we spent most of it in San Antonio together. We've been here for 12 years together, and we've enjoyed uh, ministry. and I just want her to greet you before I get started.
0: Did you tell them this was the first church we walked into? This was the first church we walked into in San Antonio, because there was a sectional meeting here. I don't know if you remember that. There's been many since then, right? But we were just terrified. You know, we were. <laughs> we met Jesus on the college campus, or I would say I did, and. Um, I'd never even heard of the Assemblies of God. i had never heard anyone speak in tongues. i had never heard, so I remember going into a church, and there was actually a word, like there was this morning, and you sense, you know, the Lord is speaking to you. But I'd never heard that before, and I remember seeing that happen, and asking my small group leader uh, on the college campus, you know, she was standing next to me, and I said, what was that? And she said, that was God uh, speaking to us, communicating, telling us a message. And I was like, that is so cool. I didn't know he did that anymore. You know, but I began to be awakened to the move of the spirit. And I can tell you that, you know, uh, when when you sense the presence of the Lord, you see the love, you know, the Bible talks about that. They'll know you're my disciples by your love for one another, and I experienced that on the college campus for the first time, and became awakened to God's heart for the world. And I see that here too; that this is a church that is so um, in tune with what the Father sees and hears and feels, uh, and that you know what's important to Him is important to you, and we can tell that here this morning, and that you sense the love. and And I'll say this: that when we um, when we walked in here, just, you know, we got here like an hour early and sat in the parking lot and prayed and cried, and like, Lord, we don't know, you know, it was, it was just, we were...
2: Not this morning, 12 years ago.
0: Yeah, sorry, not 12 years ago. (laughs) Twelve years ago, when we said, "Lord, we, we believe you've called us to this, to this. You've asked us to be what we call we call U.S. missionaries." And back then, I remember when the Lord started to put that in both of our hearts separately. Not we weren't together or anything. I remember being like, "Lord, I sense you're calling me to be some kind of missionary that stays here, but that sounds so boring." Like, what? what you, I want to be the one that goes and that, you know, goes to the, across the ocean somewhere. And, and the Lord, I, in real obedience, I remember him saying, if you stay, I'll use you to send many. And um, and that was something he was speaking to Johnny, too, I think, separately. So when he brought us together and he sort of solidified that calling in, in us and we began to walk in it, you know, we began to to date and we got married and we began to walk in that calling um, as we eventually found ourselves here. I remember just uh, 12 years ago being terrified, you know, just going, uh, going Lord, um, what do you want to do through us and how could you possibly use us? And, um, but I remember walking in here, and and Pastor Doug and Janet, they just they were like um, they just put their arms around us, and we believe in you. We love. We're so glad you're here, and we felt the tangible love of God just poured out on us that day. And we felt we have a place here as we walk in obedience to the Lord. So thank you so much for being um, people in a church that loves and gives and serves and sends. So we're grateful for you. <laughs>
2: So <clears throat> this morning, let me tell you a little bit of background about myself. Uh, I basically went to school at Sam Houston State University. I wanted to be a home builder, so I got a degree in construction management. And during that time, I really understood. I got saved in, a little bit before I got into college, but I didn't really understand what discipleship was. And I really began to get discipled in college ministry. And as I became uh, a home builder, I had the guys working with me in Chi Alpha and we just had a great time together. And the Lord called me from uh, basically building homes to building building his kingdom on the college campus. And, and I've, I've loved every minute of it. I've been doing it for 15 years now and I, I enjoy it with all my heart. I believe it really is. I'm, I'm full of joy because I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. But this morning, I'd like to say I'd like to say thank you. I'm gonna say thank you, and I'm gonna take about 15 minutes to say thank you because I want you to understand really how grateful that we are. Uh, first, I'd like to just say uh, thank you for the history of faithfulness to missions. You guys, um, I, Pastor Doug and Janet, and, and this church as a whole has been the embodiment of faithfulness for years and years, for 12 years. You know, and there's so many ways that y'all have prayed for us. Um, and in these flags on the back wall you can see the heart of missions uh, in this church and we've experienced the heart of missions from you and we want to say we want to say thank you for praying for us and believing in us and, and giving to us so many times <clears throat> you know as a home builder when you step out of a home building career and you're going to step into missions work it 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 doesn't seem, you know, it's kind of a different step, if you know, if you know what I'm saying. And, and there's no way that I could do what I do on the college campus unless churches like you uh, were to get behind us and support us so that we could do that full time. You can't do college ministry part time. you got to do it full time. You have to invest your life fully in order for it to really flourish. And because of churches like you, it has flourished here in San Antonio. Uh, another way I want to say thank you currently, uh last year do y'all remember Hurricane Harvey? You remember that Hurricane? Um, well a bunch of us Chi Alpha guys and staff got together and we we went down to uh to help and we were driving these big uh, Penske rental trucks all around the southern part of the state. We were driving to uh, you know, uh all around Corpus and then also all the way over to Beaumont, everywhere on the coast, we were driving these trucks, making trips. We were delivering water and all kinds of stuff, and and churches like you were helping us, and First Assembly was helping us. They helped pay for these trucks, and we were just, day and night, we were doing this. And uh, while that was happening, uh, we had a, a pastoral gathering, a sectional meeting in the city, and my wife went in my stead because I was driving a truck, and um, so I've been saying thank you in history, but currently in 2018, uh, when that happened, my wife came, uh, she came to the meeting, and she came on my behalf, and she came to just explain one of our needs. We had just finished remodeling a home really close to campus, and it's a kind of our Kapha Ministry Center. And, um, and we needed to furnish it. We'd basically spent all of our energies just in the remodel, and it was just a <laughs> concrete floor and walls and nothing, like some broken down couches and chairs. And uh, my wife just, my, my wife stood up, and she, she said, this is our need, and we wanted to bring it before the section. And Pastor Doug, he's smooth. He became an auctioneer. In about five minutes, he raised $5,000. Seriously, I mean, that quick. And we were able to furnish the Chi house and and, and use it as a ministry center. And I'm going to tell you more about what's happening um, within the ministry. But that place, that furniture is getting hammered and used for the kingdom of God. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's just that was an incredible blessing to know that my wife can come in. When we came here to San Antonio, not only did you believe in us and love us and support us, you welcomed us. And I just want to say thank you for that. And my wife feels comfortable walking into a church and saying, this is our need. And then you guys providing for us. And it, that's just that's a comfort and a blessing to a family that's working in the kingdom on the college campus. Um, also, I want to say thank you for the future, because not only are you all, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're believing in missions, you're helping, but you're also over the past 12 years, over 40 people have become credentialed ministers that are in full time ministry. Uh, from Chi Alpha uh, because of you guys. And that's 40 people. That's that's no small thing. And this year, we have 15 more people that want to be credentialed ministers. So it's been an exponential growth over the course of the first few years. There was just a few, but it's been growing and growing and growing. And basically, um, y'all, y'all have met a few different couples that have been sent out from Chi Alpha. Y'all met uh, Patrick and Bethany Hundel. Uh, there in South Carolina, University of South Carolina, and then another couple, Craig and Caitlin Ritchie. Y'all may have met them not too long ago. They they just planted a kaialfa. They're there on the ground in Queens. It's a borough in New York, in New York City, and you know there's never been a kaialfa planted uh, in New York City ever. And there's over six hundred thousand college students in New York City, and because of churches like this in San Antonio, we're able to send couples that are called. So. Let me tell you a little bit about New York. Um, See all these flags on the back wall? They represent so many different countries. So in New York, in Queens, over 200 different languages are spoken just in this borough. And in these different languages, over 38 of these uh, languages, there's unreached people groups where the gospel has never been preached. In our country, in New York, where there's a Chi Alpha Y'all follow this, this, this track where students are going to be gathering and they're going to be from all around the world speaking different languages and they're going to get, um, they're going to see the love and the fellowship that Jesus has because there's a kapha there because of a kafa here because the church is like this. Y'all follow? Y'all follow? This is a big deal. Pastor Douglas said it in the, in the announcements and, and it really is a significant thing what God is doing because of your willingness to give to the nations. <clears throat> And and you know even where Amy and I started, you guys have supported Eli and Mary, and believed and prayed for them for years and years and years. They've been at Sam Houston for over 25 years now, and we left there 12 years ago to come here, and so and they are still they're still doing it because of your faithfulness. So, um, <clears throat> so Kayaoffa's mantra, um, the statement. That uh, kind of helps define who we are, it comes from the Bible, it comes from 2 corinthians five twenty we 're going to read um, we 're going to read 2 Corinthians five seventeen through twenty one but I want to tell you the mantra. The mantra of Chi Alpha is reconciling students to Christ to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world okay so let 's look at that scripture if y'all would with me second Corinthians chapter five I think uh, I, well, I'll, y'all just turn to your Bibles, because I have NIV, and all y'all have is the King James, I think. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But if y'all, y'all, turn, y'all turn with me to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to read verses 17. And, and this is not just Caiaphas' story. This is, this is our story. This is your story. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation? That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. That word chi alpha, it stands for Christ's ambassadors. Chi, Christ, alpha ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So I have a picture of my wife and I Um, in the in the very beginning. I think if we could put that up, this was 12 years ago. Uh, this is the group of students that moved here. Uh, you can see my wife and I and then another couple that joined staff. And that guy with the long hair in the back, he's, uh, he was a part of our ministry for seven years, and he's planted uh, Chi Alpha in College Station now. <clears throat> so this was, this was the Motley crew in 2008, moving to San Antonio. And uh, man, what the Lord has done since then. So I'm still on this mantra, Reconciling Students to Christ to Transform the University. I want to talk to you about the university that's been transformed. Okay. So in the past 12 years, this is where we started. You got a picture of me and Amy standing in front of the campus. There I am. <laughs> there I am same guy <laughs> right there. Since then, they've like remodeled and the sign is huge and lit up and it looks all updated and it's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> but um, there's my beautiful wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks there, Ryan. And, uh, <clears throat> Also, there's a picture of, of what, what God has done in the last 12 years on the university campus. There's a group of our, our leaders. So you see how we've grown. And um, so at that very top picture, could you make it a little bigger? Is it possible to do that? Nope. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. <clears throat> um, so every year, God has has blessed us, and we've trained student leaders. And this Chi Alpha uh, house, and, and what we're doing on campus. Basically, let me help you understand what we're what we're doing on campus. We spend. Uh, my wife is actually she teaches at UTSA, and we spend we spend most of the week on on the university campus with students. We live with them. We we eat with them. We sit on their dumpy couches, and we play video games, and we do all kinds of stuff for them. I love them. They're the future. They really are the future, and we want that future to be founded in the kingdom. So <clears throat> um, in, in the past 12 years, we started as just a small Motley crew, and we've been training leaders ever since. And today at the University of Texas, San Antonio, we have 140 student leaders, and we gather on Thursday nights with two services, and we have over 600 students that come every Thursday. That's a lot of, that's a lot of folks. That's a lot of students. So these 140 student leaders, they've been graduating and becoming credentialed ministers. And the, the beauty that we see from a, a transformed life, I want to tell you about a couple named Nick and Steph Hansen. Nick and Steph Hansen will probably, probably come to your church in the next year or so. They're going to be another team going to, uh, to New York to, to actually plant in northern Manhattan at City College. But when they came onto the campus, they were lost, 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 lost. And <clears throat> did not know Jesus. And <clears throat> Nick, is, uh, Nick is now a credentialed minister. He helps me on construction projects. But he leads a small group. He built a small group this, this fall. And he had 10 guys. And eight of the 10 guys were lost. They didn't know Jesus, but they were going to be in a Bible study. And he has won them to Jesus. And he has baptized them. And, and he's, just, he's a soul winner. He's a soul winner. But remember, he came to campus lost. His wife is the same way. His li- his wife is responsible for our social media in Kayaafa, and she's done a phenomenal job. We went to visit uh, a church in New York where they're going to pioneer. Uh, it's called Trinity Harlem, and um, we watched what they did for social media. And if you're going to do social media, uh, that'd be a great church to model it after because they're they're moving and shaking all the time. But it's, Stephanie went with us, and she's just a student and learning and growing. And now our social media like has. Basically, if, if you're going to reach a college student, you have to have a, pretty much a social media presence because that's, that's how they're going to first connect with you. The best, the best thing is what we're going to talk about in a little bit is fellowship, but the way you connect with them first is through social media. That's how they, they develop a little bit of trust for you. They see you before they meet you. Y'all with me? <clears throat> okay, so university. So we've seen that that's a, you know, what God's done over the past 12 years. I'd like to talk to you a little bit um, about the marketplace. So Reconciling Jesus Christ to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world. In the marketplace, I'm just going to tell you a couple of stories about alumni. that came to our university, UTSA, lost. I'm going to tell you a guy named, named Sonny. He is an Indian student that was committed to be, a, he was basically a medical hardware engineer. Okay, that's what he wanted to go to school to do. And he was, he, he was lost. He was a Hindu. And his life got radically transformed by being in a small group. And he's walking with Jesus. He's not just what, this is the point I'm trying to make with Marketplace. He's not just walking with Jesus. He's, he's actively engaged in volunteering. He loves the church. He's leading a small group. He's also helping our fellow alumni that are graduating out of Fakai Alpha transition into the church. And he's just, he's just a committed follower of Jesus that when he stepped foot on the college campus, that had nothing to do with his future. And now, now he's working on his master's in some other type of engineering. You know, he's moving and shaking. I want to tell you about another guy named Song. Uh, Song is a, a Korean student that came here. Uh, he was lost. He was a Buddhist. And um, he radically, same thing, radically transformed. Uh, he is now, uh, he's a different type of engineer. But he's, he's doing the same thing. He's loving the local church. He's, he's integrated. And he's sharing the gospel at work. Is it, is it a challenge to share the gospel at work? Anybody? Yeah, <laughs> it is. But he's sharing the gospel at work. He's bringing guys from work to church. Isn't that the goal? To invite them into the fellowship that we have with Jesus? So, so I'm going to tell you another guy named Mark. Mark is uh, he's from the U.S. He was, a, uh, he was an American raised in the woodlands. And he was an atheist, never really walked with God, never really went to church, stepped foot on our college campus. This was year one. We met Mark. Uh, We met Mark, and he um, he actually transferred to UT Austin after year two and then moved back because he missed what he had here. So he he didn't finish at UT. He started here, got in a program where he could go to UT Austin. Then he's like, I miss it. I got to come back. And he came back from UT Austin to here. And uh, he basically, after he graduated, uh, he also, and we we're attracting engineers. He's also an engineer, and um, or his degree was uh, moving towards engineering, but he decided to do CAIFA full-time. And so he, he's basically not using that degree for, for engineering, but he, he, this is what he did. He, he loved college ministry, but he also wanted to use his hands and work. So he became, uh, after he graduated from UTSA, became an, an AC guy. He went to school at night and ministered to students during the day, and became an AC. That that was two years ago, and so now he's a he's a faithful staff member, and he also has a, he runs he's a part of an AC company. And th- these are stories of people that came to our university because of your church, investing and in loving and being faithful, are now walking with Jesus and they're investing in the marketplace. So our basically because of churches like yours and pastors like yours, y'all have positioned us to be a training center. So we're training ministers to come and love the church, be a part of the church, integrate into the church and be in the marketplace. We're training um, missionaries to go out. Um, That's going to be the last one. That's the world. But we're training missionaries to go out. But we're also, um, you know, when students come into the university, we don't really know what, what's going to happen with their future. We're just loving them and inviting them into the fellowship that we have. But they, they, they do everything. They do everything. They go everywhere. They go all around the world. And um, y'all, have, y'all have allowed that to happen by allowing them. And we even have, we have a student that is a, a pastor of a local church here. And we have other students that are uh, desiring to, to pursue that. And it's because of you guys investing in Chi Alpha. Um, so the world, let's talk about the world. Uh, Reconciling Students of Christ to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world. Um, so last year, last year we were able to send 100 students to 14 different countries for a two to six week trip all around the world to engage in what God wants to do on this globe. Some of them were in unreached people groups, some of them were in, in uh, becoming reached people groups, uh, but I want to tell you specifically about a couple. Uh, there was a couple... Um, here in San Antonio, they weren't a couple when they, <laughs> they were like Amy and I when they got involved in Kai Alpha, but um, they, he was Jehovah's Witness. He was Jehovah's Witness, and he was uh, pretty, pretty disappointed about what was going on in his life, and uh, he got involved in Kai Alpha and got connected to Jesus, began to love Jesus and understand what this fellowship is all about, and he became a small group leader, but he had a, he had a real gift for videography, uh, his name is Eddie Fernandez, and uh, Eddie, Eddie has uh, basically graduated, and he um, has got a, a career in uh, video editing and, and video, and he had a heart for Chile. And there's a missionary that you guys have, have supported for like, I think, 13 or 14 years. His name is Josh Renfro. And um, Eddie Fernandez, He he's, he's a Spanish speaker, and uh, he m- married a girl that uh, also had a burden for Chile. And so literally five days ago, we prayed for him and celebrated what God has done in his life in the last 12 years. We met him year number two, last 11 years. And now he, because you can do video editing and, and that kind of thing, uh, like remotely, he's, he's, him and his wife are moving to Chile to help a church plant uh, grow. That's a, that's a significant sacrifice that they're going to make to move to Chile, adjust to a new culture, figure out how to work in the marketplace in Chile and love and serve a local church. So not only are we sending students every, every summer, there are students that are being called into world missions and, and doing it in you know, new and strategic ways. So that's just another way that I'm saying thank you because you're empowering us to carry out the mission that God called us to. <clears throat> All right. So I believe that I believe the mission is pretty simple. We're talking about missions this entire month, but um, to, to really clarify and simplify this mission that Christ has called us to is that when we begin to see and experience the richness of the fellowship of Jesus, and then we begin once that happens, we begin to see and experience the richness of the fellowship of believers. We're inviting people into that fellowship. We're, we're basically intentionally walking in this fellowship with each other, and we're inviting others into this fellowship all the time. That's the simplest way that I could put this mission that God has called us to, is to walk in fellowship with him, to walk in fellowship with one another, and to invite people into that fellowship that's that's simple enough, right? Not too complex, but it, it kind of it describes everything that we're doing, everything that you, you as a church are doing. And so um, I. Uh, I think all of us, not just Chi Alpha, but all of us ought to consider ourselves uh, reconcilers, ambassadors for Christ. So this mission that we have as, as reconcilers, as ambassadors is just inviting people into this fellowship that we have. If y'all would open your Bibles to the Gospel of John. I'd like to read uh, from John 13. You know, you guys, y'all really do. <laughs> you know, when I walked in this morning, y'all have like a fellowship Uh, little area like with a little kitchenette right there and uh, people are laughing and having a good time and then up on the hill you have like this multi multi multi-purpose building that's also used for all kinds of fellowship so you guys are a church of fellowship and I love it you are having a good time and y'all basically y'all have made uh, certain areas of your church uh, conducive to that environment that atmosphere of fellowship it's beautiful do you enjoy going in there is it a drag to go in there it's not a drag, and I believe a lot of that comes from the, the pastor's heart. Pastor Doug, every time, every time we hang out for any amount of time, he's like, hey, you should come, you should come and uh, take, take my motorcycle, and, and you and your wife go on a ride, and, we, and we've done it. We've done it before, uh, but basically, he's got a generous heart, and he trusts. For there to be real fellowship amongst believers, there's got to be love and trust. For there to be fellowship between you and Jesus, there's got to be love and trust on your part. Okay, so this, this verse in John, this is John chapter 13. We're going to read just one, or two simple verses. It's uh, John 13, 34 and 35. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he says, A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. All men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. My wife she quoted that scripture just explaining who we are. And I believe this is what, this is one of the things that makes us salt and light because the world looks for fellowship. They look for fellowship online. They look for fellowship in the bar. They look for fellowship wrapped around material things. They look for fellowship in all kinds of different ways. But really fellowship is the the connection of the heart and it's the love and trust that we have between one another. And that's what... That's what Jesus is asking. A new commandment I give you. And then he says the world has the right to judge you by the way that you love one another. And then basically if we are his disciples, we're the greatest witness to who he is by the way that we love one another. So in Chi we help our students understand this. We explain it um, simply by saying the four C's. The four C's of fellowship. Anybody ever heard these? Maybe. No. OK. <laughs> the four C's of fellowship. So the first C is commitment. It's hard to have fellowship without commitment. <laughs> Some of you might learn that the hard way, huh? Uh, <clears throat> it's basically to have real fellowship, to, to have uh, real love and trust. There's got to be commitment. There's got to be hearts that are willing to, to bind themselves together. All right? Number two. So four Cs. That's the first one is commitment. Number, the second one is common understanding. We all have a common understanding that we're saved by Jesus. We're not saved. It's, it's only him. He's the way and the truth and the life. And there's no way but him. We all understand that, and we gather together knowing that he is our Savior. So this is that common understanding that we have. And, man, Lord forbid we would take, you know, Jesus He was operating and ministering in a hostile area. Like basically the people that surrounded him, if they weren't his disciples, they were trying to hurt him. But we have the privilege of of operating and being believers with one another. So we never want to take one another for granted, but we want to basically cherish the fellowship that God's blessed us with. So the, the second C, this common understanding, is to realize what Jesus has provided and then walk in it. So third, common unselfishness. How many have children? When, when you wake up, when you wake up in the morning with children, what do you do? Do you forget about them? No, you don't forget about them. Usually they're waking you up or I'm hungry or crying, depending on how old they are. I need something, right? <clears throat> you're, you're aware of their needs, You're aware of their needs. And so when I say a common unselfishness, what I'm saying is we become aware of the needs of lost people. We become aware of the needs of each other in this church. So in order to have real fellowship, we need to be people that become aware of needs. We have this common unselfishness. And we're we're able to reach out to lost people. We're able to, to reach out to one another and really basically love and trust and meet each other's needs. That's one of the one of the beautiful things about the body of Christ is that we can meet each other's needs. It's hard to meet each other's needs if we're not paying attention to each other. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so common a commitment, constant, common unselfishness, common understanding. The last C is constant forgiveness. If we're gonna stay together, we're gonna offend one another. We're gonna offend one another. Is anybody offended right now? Are you offended? In order, to have, in order to have real fellowship, there has to be constant forgiveness. Is Jesus constantly forgiving you? He is. So if we're going to stay together, we've got to have forgiveness, and it's got to be continual. <clears throat> okay, so for the four C's of fellowship. Can you all remember those? Commitment, common unselfishness, common understanding, right? And what's the last one? Constant forgiveness, constant forgiveness. So we're all in the body, and one of the things that we do through fellowship is we suffer together. You know, from from day one, the disciples were learning to suffer together. You know, Jesus said, come and follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you fellowship builders. But we suffer together. Um, We rejoice together. Y'all rejoiced together? Y'all were rejoicing on Monday night, weren't you? About what God had done, giving testimonies about uh, everything the Lord had done in 2018. That's a rejoice to, re- to remember what God has brought you through. We help each other. You guys help each other? You guys help each other? We, we're continually looking out for one another. We teach each other. We're, the Lord intended as we become a stronger and closer body that we learn from one another. You know how you, you, you know what like motor skills are? And the more, the more you do something, the more you get in tune with it, the better that you do it. You know, y'all, y'all follow that, that you know, illustration that we, we, we do that. We work better together the longer we are together, as long as we're forgiving one another. But we refresh each other. We teach each other. We forgive one another. Uh, and we're honest. In order to have real fellowship, you have to be honest. And you have to confess what's going on in your life. You have to be honest and vulnerable and, and be transparent to a degree. But it's okay, you don't want you know, one part of the body not knowing what the other part of the body is doing, right? So when we think about ourselves as a body, a community of believers that are walking in fellowship and inviting other people into this fellowship, we wanna know what each other's doing. You know, your, your announcements, I know that was a, Doug said it was a long video, but I love it. It's like all the things that you got going on, the body's gotta know what's happening, you know? I kinda of wanna taste the chili, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Kind of want to taste the chili. These are, all, these are all things that actually create community, but they're also things that build community. So I'm saying thank you in, in so many different ways, but I'm, I'm also saying this fellowship that we have, we want to share it. We want to be intentional. We want to, we want to help others see that the fellowship that we have with Jesus and one another is actually one of the things that brings life to us. We want all you guys to experience that even on a greater level. You know, how, how amazing would it be if you had a lost person sitting beside you that wanted to know Jesus and you brought them into this church? That would be amazing. That would be amazing because this church is full of love and y'all love fellowship. And, and I mean, on the back wall, right when you walk in the glass doors, it says evangelism really big. And there's like kind of the core values on that back wall. So we want to to be willing to invite people into this sweet fellowship. I believe that in the simplest way is the mission that God has called us to. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to be some sort of great apologist to invite people into this fellowship. You just have to love Jesus and love one another. And then this place becomes a place where people want to be. I want to be here. This is awesome. I wish it wasn't 20 miles away (laughs) from UTSA. Y'all, y'all understand what, what I'm saying? Y'all get the heart behind what I'm saying? So from, from the bottom of our heart, we want to say thank you for giving to missions. We want to say thank you for being a, a fellowship of believers that is praying and believing in us as Chi Alpha. And, and we want to continue to do what we're doing on the college campus and in the marketplace and in the world. And, and ultimately, most every student is going to end up in a chair in church. That's my prayer. If they're involved in Chi Alpha, they're going to be sitting beside you eventually. That's my hope. And so it, it is an investment and it is a commitment to be, uh, you know, a part of, of Chi Alpha and, and giving to us. But, man, I, I really believe that it's going to, in the future, it's going to bless the church. It really is. That's my hope. You know, Chi Alpha was created in 1953 because the church wanted to reach the college campus. But eventually the college campus is gonna become the church. So I wanna say thank you. Thank you for giving. Thank you for loving. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for believing in us and being faithful in so many ways.
0: You have been listening to CT Church in San Antonio, Texas. This recording was presented in the context of our Sunday service. For more information, please visit us at ctagsa.com, connect with us on Facebook, or call us at 210-657-3578.